Welcome to Tormenting Tarmac. On this podcast, we aim to take you on a journey of storytelling, getting to know enthusiasts from different communities and with different automotive backgrounds. It's about fellowship, showing the automotive world it doesn't matter what you love about cars and driving, what matters is that you love cars and driving. We also want to have conversations with you, the listener, about what your automotive passions are. What are the things about the automotive space that bring you the most joy? Talk about your love and our love for all motorsports and continue to learn things from all the different sections of it. We want everyone to be able to learn from one another. And this is a podcast for every level of driver and every level of enthusiast. My name is Jorge Aquino, and we welcome you to Tormenting Tarmac, where the enthusiast never dies. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jorge. Just coming at you real quick before we get started with the episode. There was a couple of bits of information that I wanted to make sure that I addressed before um, getting into the full entirety of the conversation. One of the things that I didn't get a chance to go ahead and talk about on the podcast was um, the trim levels that you can go ahead and get for the Lucid Air. Um, And I wanted to make sure that I told you guys that now. Some of you guys might know this, but some of you may not. So you can go ahead and start off with the Lucid Air Pure which is their base product, starts at about 87 grand. It's about 400 horsepower um, with a bit of a 400 mile range, which I think is terrific. Then you move on to the regular touring, which is 620 horsepower, also within the 440 mile range. And then you start to get into the Grand Tourings. Grand Touring was what I drove, and then you can also get a Grand Touring performance. Grand Touring, which is what I drove, starts at about 154K, gets you... 820 horsepower um, with a 516 mile range so it's big battery big power and then you can also move up to the grand touring performance which starts at about 175 and you get a thousand fifty horsepower 450 worth miles worth of range in that as well i didn't really get a chance to talk about range because i got i did get a nice test drive but i never got a chance to go ahead and take it out of the city uh really and so it really didn't matter and within my conversation but as an ownership experience if you happen to have one the range in these particular vehicles is absolutely insane it's something that tesla's not able to do it's something that porsche is not able to do and lucid can so shout out to lucid for being able to go ahead and having pulled off that feat within a space of the electric car realm that we're still experiencing of course and then the other thing that i wanted to go ahead and of course mention was the fact that um, they let me know that they are currently up to making 70 cars a day at their new factory in casa grande which i think is incredible and they have also began taking final configurations of all trim levels for customers and should have them delivered in every trim level before the year before the year ends now of course this not this does not include the sapphire model which just got announced in august in monterey but all of the four that i just mentioned those are all going to be set to be delivered by the end of the year and the last thing of course they just had their lucid air launch event they got a chance to showcase their entire lineup and they also teased what is called the gravity which is their upcoming suv and they're going to plan on fully unveiling that in 2023 if you are interested in checking out their um launch event please go over to the lucid motors youtube channel and it's uh right there 37 minutes long and it's great um just a lot of great information so if you're all interested please go check that out and um the last thing that i want to mention was i got into having a conversation about the brakes uh in regards to lucid air 
I just said that they were dope and I really didn't harp on them. They're really, really great. Um, I want to make sure that I emphasize that because for how big this car is and how fast you can get up to it, the fact that you can go ahead and have something to back you up as great as those brakes can is something to note. So please note, Jorge said it first, the brakes on the Lucid Air are really awesome. That all being said, please enjoy the conversation between myself and Cody Nagowski, who joined me on this episode, from, uh, who is known on Instagram as CJN Photography and from Echelon Autosports. We went ahead and recorded the um, podcast in his lobby there at the, sh- at the shop. And so if it sounds a little bit echoey, I apologize, but I think you should be, here, be able to hear the entirety of our conversation. So please enjoy our conversation on the Lucid Air, as well as a little bit of a conversation regarding the Dodge Viper ACR. I hope you guys enjoy, and a happy holiday season to you guys all. Bye. Jorge Aquino coming out at you live and direct. It's Tormenting Tarmac, where the enthusiast never dies. Guess where I'm back at? Well, if you haven't guessed it by now, I'm over back at Echelon Autosports. Cody Nagowski, CJM photographer, hanging out with me one more time. We're doing it again because you guys really liked the episode that we did, so I decided to go ahead and be a hoe and bring him back on because like, this is what we do. Yep. I'm just kidding. No, but in all reality, it's such a pleasure to have him back on. He's such a... Uh, uh, and actually, it's got such a great mind for not only just automotive, but also for car culture. And considering the topic that him and I were going to be discussing today, because I brought it up to him as a last-minute thing, um, it was the perfect thing to go ahead and do. He's got some experience in the space that we're going to be discussing tonight with a rival of what I've recently done. So it's going to be a really interesting dynamic of where we are and then what we think of the overall concept of electric cars so you know we actually had a spoiler when i was when i was over here a couple of weeks ago um which would have been now three episodes ago go check that out getting to know cja cjn photography is the carrera gt overrated yes that is the name of the episode i (laughs) i definitely went ahead and um clickbaited the shit out of that episode for good reason mind you (laughs) um but uh we're i i I gave you guys a spoiler alert that we were going to be discussing the Lucid Air. And today is finally that episode. I was going to be recording this originally with somebody else, but unfortunately we had to go ahead and switch the plans. That being said, that guest will be hopefully coming on at some other point and we'll go ahead and talk about his experience. Um, It'll be a great time. But, you know, this is an opportunity that I did not take lightly. Um, And I was really, really blessed to have this opportunity. The moment that I told Ron about this opportunity, we had to make some changes to the podcast, but he was incredibly supportive and I will forever be incredibly thankful to him. And not to mention, he is the co-founder of this podcast. So I take whatever he says to heart and I take his um, support to heart. So Ron, whenever you're listening to this buddy, I owe you one and I owe you one big time. I appreciate that. Um, But, you know, let me go ahead and kind of give the backstory and explain to you guys how this came about. And then 
Also, we're going to talk about Cody's experience because he's driven how many plaids? One plaid? Four or five. Four or five yeah. plaids. So the Tesla Model S plaid, which is, I believe, to be the fastest electric car, uh, production electric car, quickest, quickest, excuse yep. me. Because actually, if I'm not mistaken, the Rimac Nevera just set a speed, top speed record, was it three days ago? Last week of 288? Or 258, 258, excuse yeah, me. Which is an insane number. That's Bugatti, that's faster than Bugatti Veyron. Yep. Because Bugatti Veyron, I believe, base spec 253. And a Veyron Supersport is two six, high 260s. Yep, 268 or something like that. Yeah, and, now we're, and then Chiron Supersport is, actually did a run deep in the 300s. Um, which is insanity in and of itself, dude. I, I, I mean... Tire performance and tire technology yep. these days. They should have done it in Nevada, so it would have counted. That's true. That's true. But they didn't care at the same time. It's they wanted to flex. do it at the test track. Yep. Yeah. So um, you've driven four or five plaids. Um, what exactly you you get in these cars and you go for your first run? What was your first like? Holy crap! What is this thing? Like what? what like what was your your thoughts? What did you expect going into it previously? So I mean I've been in Tesla since they came out. Like, right. I've, been, I've got a pretty the model. Cool. A base Model S is fast as an average. Faster than the normal person meets. Exactly. So when they throw the plaid in there, that a car that doesn't make peak power until sixty miles an hour, is an absolute insane insane vehicle. Like it's just too much. Right. In my opinion, it's too much for the general public. It's one of those cars where you shouldn't be able to just go out and buy. Uh, with, it's interesting that you say that because I have thoughts on that. Without but. some sort of some form of maybe at least driver training or driver edu- education at least, right? Because the second you get in that car, like that car, you can get in, mm-hmm. put your hand on the wheel, and be the fastest car on the road. Yeah. With without doing anything. Right. And that that for me is like horrifying. Is like they're not light. That is a battering ram waiting to happen. But. In the right hands, like a car enthusiast, like mm-hmm. myself or like you, gets in the car, they can be really fun, which yeah. they are. They are fun. They're exhilarating. They just lack the – everyone calls it soul, but they just lack what other cars have, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean we're going into an era where that's going to be something we have to deal with, and I'm sure they'll come we're up with We're even dealing it with some modern cars now that are modern fuel uh, – or gasoline-powered vehicles. Yep. You know, McLaren is the perfect example of that with the 720. You know, and a regular 570S. You have to get into LTs. And even the LTs can sometimes be a little bit too... What's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, just eh. Yeah. You know, even some LTs can be like... Not the 675. 675's oh, rule. But cool. like, you know, 600 LTs, they're, they're a little wild. 765's are closer to wild, but they're too wild. You know what I mean? Uh, 100%. Where 675 is like the perfect amount of wild. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually, last time we recorded, um, can we mention his name? The baseball uh, player? Yeah, just say Trevor. Yeah. Trevor. Yeah, keep it to Trevor. Trevor. Shout out to Trevor if you're listening to this. I love your 765. <laughs> I saw it, and the interesting thing about it was I couldn't even tell what it was because it was so dark outside. Yep. You know, but the, those cars, you either, they're too modern and there's too much going on for you to be able to really feel it or everything lets go and everything is too insane that you have to really be a hell of a driver like cody 
who is a fucking insane driver in the best way possible. Uh, we're going to go ahead and be talking about the Viper ACR thing yep. that we talked about last <laughs> time I was here. Yep. I dr- we drove in it afterwards, and uh, it's a fun car. It moves. It sure does. It but So you talk about the fact that electric cars have no soul, but because they're so quick, that's where the joy is. Could it be that oh, yeah. they're... they're their quickness might be their soul. Is that like, can yeah, you say 100%. that? I mean, I think they definitely have their own soul. It's just not the soul that us enthusiasts want. Sure. That's where I think it is. Cause it's like, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. When you're, when you can't move your neck because you're going 110 miles an hour at the same exact speed you've been going zero to 60. It's like, what is going on here right, right now? Um, I mean, they're, they're really fun cars. Like, I don't think that we shouldn't have electric cars. I'm just more on the line of we shouldn't stop building combustion engine cars i agree and i'm i'm fully for the electric wave or whatever that's fine do your thing but it just lacks what real cars give me right and that's that's the only problem i have with them like i don't care it's like i think the nevera is going to be an insane car like i've shot them i've seen them like unbelievable car but for me it's like i'd rather have that P1, sure. I'd rather have that Chiron, I'd rather have the same price range, I'd rather have a YRBC, like, mm-hmm. there's plenty of other cars that I'd rather choose over that car, and I'm not understating how insane that car is. Exactly. But for enthusiasts that have grown up enthusiasts with a combustion engine, I think that's where it's hard to go to the electric car. Because there really isn't anything holding me back from saying it's an incredible car other than the Plaid's brakes, which are the worst things I've ever been in, in my whole entire life. But, just don't go zero to 60 every single time you hit a light you'll be exactly right. so and not to mention the things with your stomach it's real yeah it's real it's not real when you're driving it's real when you're a passenger yeah. i experienced this firsthand so i'm gonna go ahead i want to make the lucid thing uh, uh, a conversation between us yeah. um i don't want to just tell the story um so feel free to go ahead and give your thoughts at any point in time yeah, right of course. but i Talked about this recently, and now I'm going to go ahead and give you guys more of the details. Some of you guys already know because I was so excited I couldn't shut my mouth. I, I sent it to like 10 different people. And I'm like, oh my God. I was like a little school girl. Okay? I mean, it's a cool opportunity. It was a hell of an opportunity, and I hope that I get it again. And I hope that whenever uh, the Loose store over in Scottsdale does listen to this, I hope we do your car justice. That's the whole point. I want to be very clear. Um, I, didn't, I didn't get paid for this. Not that I would want payment for anything like that, but I wasn't. I'm not getting anything out of this other than the fact that I'm getting the opportunity to talk about it on Tormenting Tarmac. That's all it is. So my thoughts are my thoughts only. Um, Cody's thoughts are Cody's thoughts only. And like we're gonna, I'm going to be as honest as I possibly can. I'm going to tell you that this car was awesome. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you what some of the things I didn't like about the car. And yes, there were things that I didn't like about the car. Period. End of story. So I went over to Heinlein in October, and I went ahead and went over to the Lucid stand. They were over there. I saw the Lucid Air for the first time in person. I'd seen all the videos, just like all of us have. I highly suggest you guys going ahead and checking Matt, Farah, and Zach Clavin from The Smoking Tire. Go check out their review. It's awesome. Jason Camisa did an excellent, excellent film of the icons over on the Haggerty YouTube channel. Go watch those. So you know exactly what we're talking about. If you don't know what the Lucid Air is, the Lucid Air is, um, first of all, um, I forget the gentleman's name, but the the head of, of Lucid used to be the chief technical officer over at Tesla. He was the one that designed the Model S. So the Lucid Air basically is Lucid's answer to Tesla's Model S. Um, but taken up to another level, actually good looking in my opinion, 
Um, but it's 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 based. It is a full blown four door sedan um, that is electric. This car that I drove is by far the fastest car I've ever driven in my entire life. It's a tick over 800 horsepower. I think it's the Lucid, I drove the Lucid Air uh, GT, the Grand Touring. So it's not the Lucid Air Dream and it's not the Lucid Air Sapphire that was unveiled over at Monterey, right? Um, and I think price-wise, we're talking a, a few over 100 grand. I think closer to about a 150-ish. What I want you to go ahead and realize to, to not just Cody, who I, <laughs> you're killing me with that. It's hilarious. No, but it's a, it's a big number. It's a big number. It's, you know, I told Ron, and Ron was like, "Congratulations, Jorge! You have now driven a new car that's more expensive than anything I've ever driven." You're welcome, Ronnie. Ha <laughs> ha! I'm just kidding. Ron does way cooler shit than I do on a daily basis, and whatever. He's my hero. Um, he knows that. But the way that I want people to realize what the Lucid Air is is. It is not just, Lucid will tell you that they're not aiming for the Model S. Lucid will go ahead and tell you that they're aiming for Mercedes, for the S class, for the EQS, that sort of stuff. Like that's what they're aiming for. When you get in the car, you can see what they're talking about. Yeah, 100%. I went, shout out to Derek who came with me. Derek was on that podcast a few episodes ago. Um, Go check out his page. Go check out his RS5, which is in the middle of doing getting an engine rebuild, and it's gonna be it's gonna be coming back and it's becoming hitting hard, um, and I can't wait for it to be done. But I invited him because he owns a car that has four-digit deep-in horsepower. His RS5 is an, an insanity, and I was like, I needed somebody to come with me who could be able to a experience this, but then also, I I was curious to go ahead and get their thoughts of. You know, electric compared to gas powered, especially when you're dealing with that much horsepower. Yeah. And we did. We went to the shout out to Garrett, who was the sales manager over there. I expected to go and go there and then be like, "Oh, hey, Jorge, how's it going?" And me being like, "I'm doing good," and just like them not give a crap. Yep. No, dude, they they treated me like I was a client that was getting ready to drop 150 grand on their car. That's a nice experience that you don't expect to go ahead and go through once you walk into a test. What, excuse me, into a Lucid store. That's an experience you don't forget when you're in the market. Exactly. That is. Exactly correct. Because I've wicked, I've walked into the Tesla stores. I don't get talked to like that. No. I don't. And yeah. that's not a shot at Tesla. I'm just being honest. Yeah. And so that was a really nice experience, considering that they knew what I was coming in there for, which was to drive and then talk about it on my podcast. It was very kind of them, and I told them. Our podcast is not huge by any stretch of the imaginations. I have, as you said, 400 plus legends following my podcast. Yep. That, you know, and that's the Instagram page. And then 600 legends have listened to the 23 episodes, now 24 episodes that we're getting ready to do. So they knew that. And even then, they still treated me with the kindness and decency and the respect that I would have never imagined. So Lucid, thank you for that. I am grateful. Um, I waited for Derek. Derek gets there. And I took a, re- took a look at the car that was there. Now, you've seen the Lucid. Have you seen it in person? Oh, yeah. We've wrapped three or four. You've wrapped two or three, four. Okay, that's right. That's awesome. Let's talk about the body of it first. You look at it. What's, what's the first thing you, you vibe with? I mean, the light, the front light and the glowing Lucid. Isn't it? That's sick. Isn't it? Because I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be honest, uh-huh. I'm not the biggest fan of their styling exterior. Fair. So I, I just think there's a little bit. It's it's like most electric cars. They're too, they're too rounded, in my opinion. Sure. Like that thing is 
it's like if you rounded the edges of a rectangle. Uh-huh. That's exactly what I think is the best way to describe it. I'm going to be honest. I think the front end of the plaid looks a little bit better, but the interior on that vehicle, the Lucid, it makes you not even look at a plaid. Honestly. Honest to God. It's true. Because the interior, you feel like you are getting in a Benz, which is nuts. Because Benz, for me, is like the top dog. Like, I love Mercedes Benz. I want to see 63. Like, and that car, you get in it, and you're like, wow, this feels like an S-Class. Yeah. You're like, wow, like, I, who's my driver today? Right. That's what it feels like. When you get in a plaid, you're like, oh, this has the same interior as my three. Right. It's just got a cut, cut steering wheel. <laughs> Which, that in and of itself, I hate. Be honest, yeah. I hate the yoke. Yeah. I do. I don't like it. And no, it's not because Matt Farah told me to hate it. Yeah. But I do don't, I just don't like it. I've never experienced it. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's the other thing. Let me be very clear. I have not driven a Tesla Model S Plaid. Yeah. You also haven't driven a Lucid Air. Uh, I have. You have? I have. Oh, you, you failed to mention that. Yeah. That's Okay. Oh, cool. Okay, so now it's this is great because I can talk to you about this. And once we go ahead and yep. get into driving dynamics, I'm really curious to go ahead and get your keen thoughts on yep. it. But it's funny that you mentioned the interior, but going back to the loose to, to the air. I got in it, in particular when I got into the driver's seat. Did you or did you not feel a fighter jet sensation that you only get for maybe particularly from one brand? Yeah, 100%. I mean, well, that and just the interior feels like you spent $100,000. Big time. The Tesla feels like you spent $20,000. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been in Civics with uh, more... Type R's. Type R interiors are ridiculous. Yeah, which aren't 20 grand, by the way. Love Type R's. Not a hit at Type R, guys. Love you guys. Yeah. Interiors are phenomenal. Like, that car is 50 grand right now, and I, like, at least the interior matches. The sure. Lucid killed... You're, in, you're inside the car more than you're not. Yeah. So... They killed it on that aspect. Exactly. Tesla didn't, but since Tesla's so reputable, they're going to sell their cars. They know they will. It's right. easy. They do it. That's that. Right. And so I, can't, I couldn't agree with you more on the interior because I not only got this fighter jet sensation, but then all the materials that they use. It just like feels it nice. It just feels nice. It felt expensive. Yep. Everything felt like buttons. There was buttons there. The there clicks wasn't, were nice. Clicks were nice. Yep. I drove a pre-production car, so I sat in the one that they had in the showroom, and then when Derek and I went over to the other car, that was a pre-pro car, the first thing that Garrett tells me, Garrett, the sales manager over at Lucid, he says, hey man, this is a pre-production car. Just note that any bugs that you experience in this car, it's been fixed for the customer cars. Yep. I don't have... So I have... I, I, my, my wife and I, we own a 2020 Kia Sedona. It's a terrible comparison, but just hear me out for one second, right? It does have an eight inch touchscreen. Yep. It's okay, sometimes can freeze, and you have to go ahead and turn the car off and turn it back on, and the screen will come back up and stuff like that. It's not necessarily slow, but it's not like super quick either, and sometimes you have to go ahead and push the button a couple different times. I was expecting when he told me that about the air, and I was like, great, it's gonna be like my wife's Sedona. I don't know what the F he was talking about, Garrett, that is some great programming, at least to me. Now, I don't have that much other experiences other than the air that I drove, but please note that was a solid first try at a touchscreen, you know, with the feedback, being able to go ahead and have the screen move on to the next portion very instantly. Like, I never, I, I was looking at it and I was like, Yo, man, I don't know what bugs you guys were talking about, but I believe you because I know that other, yep. especially the high-end customer that's getting into this respective car, 
I know that they probably have a lot, you know, they're not rolling around in the Kia Sedona. Yeah. I full, I'm fully aware of that, right? And so I was really impressed by it. Um, but the rest of it being buttons, I was like, perfection. That's exactly what I want. It's, it's you know, you can't fix what's not broken. Yeah. The buttons aren't broken. 60, 70 years after the, what, what the new, what the new, sort of cars we have now, 60s car isn't new, right? You get what I'm saying? Yep. They've been using buttons for a reason and they still work in 2022, will be working into 2023. I wish that car manufacturers wouldn't go for touchscreens because it looks cool. Well, okay, to touch on that, look at Bugatti. Uh-huh. They said we're not putting screens in our cars because they date themselves. They do. So. If you look into a Chiron, mm-hmm. there's no big screen. Mm-hmm. There's the little ones on the dials because those can't be dated. Like right. it's a font on a screen and that's that. So if you take it from the top dog in the industry mm-hmm. and layer it down, you're obviously going to be winning. Exactly. And that's that. By the way, I'm going to have you keep going. I'm going to take it off my sweater real quick. Actually, just give me two seconds. Let's pause. Yep. That's a lot of weight. Insane weight. Didn't feel it though as much. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But as I was driving the Swift, I was, you know, really enjoying it and it was exactly how you would expect it to be. It's it's definitely when you're trying to drive spiritedly and not necessarily going full balls to the wall. Um, as we were approaching the freeway, Garrett tells me, okay, I need you to go ahead and get yourself some distance between yourself and the car that's in front of me. Because when I when you get to the on ramp, I want you to gun it. I want to be very clear when I say this. I never went over an enormous amount of speed. Um, the folks over at the Lucid Service Center do have that car limited to 85 miles an hour because they're trying to be they're trying to keep their clients safe, and I respect that. So I never went bonker speed. The acceleration is what's bonkers. Let me explain. I finally reached the on-ramp to get onto the freeway, and I come to a complete stop, and I gun it. I didn't use launch control. We used launch control later on the drive. I gunned it. If you've ever been in an airplane, and I know this is exactly, this must be what a Model S feel, Model S Plaid or regular Model S feels like. If you ever been in an airplane, and once it, like, it hits full thrust before it's getting ready to take off. You feel like a full push back into the seat, and you also hear this like, yep. that's exactly the feeling and the sensations that I was getting out of this car at full acceleration. And I was like, holy shit. I was just seeing everything go, and then as soon as I hit 80 plus, and the car bucks because of the software, because that's where they limited it to, which is fine. I didn't need to get deep into those numbers anyways to go ahead and feel how fast this is going to go. Mind you, the Lucid Air does top out at about 155 miles an hour, which is insane for a car that weighs 6,000 pounds, right? The fact that you can go ahead and get a Challenger SRT Hellcat in deep into the 180s is nuts in and of itself because that's a 4,600-pound car, which when it doesn't need to be. And by the way, I love a Hellcat as much as anybody. But I know that that's an exaggerated heavy car. So I got up to that speed very quickly and was able to go ahead. And I I also switched it over to to their sportiest mode at at that point in time as well. And 
I was just blown away, man. What really blew me away, though, was how soft that ride is. We talked about, you know, a Benz earlier, S-Class in particular. The moment that Bentley makes an electric vehicle, I shit you not, they need to use a Lucid Air as the, as the base. As the base. Yep. I, and I'm not saying that because I'm trying to get on Lucid's good side, although I hope I am because I, I love the car. I mean, they make great cars. They make great cars, but I'm serious, man. Bentley needs to use that car as a base because it was a sublime experience how that car was taking the bumps. I'm gonna, I'll tell you guys where I was driving that car. I was driving on the 101, okay? That, the 101 freeway is the one of the worst freeways that we have in Phoenix, with the exception of the 17. 17 has got awful. Thank God they're going ahead and doing it. They're doing redoing it and whatnot because it sucks. The 101, not far after. It's really not that great, in particular when you're passing through Scottsdale and Tempe. It's yeah. just it's kind of awful. And then when you start to get in through middle of Chandler and stuff like that, it kind of smooths out, but not really. It's kind of a crap freeway. And the fact that I was able to go ahead and still enjoy myself and almost get we have a Rolls Royce Phantom right in front of us right here in your showroom right now. And that is the king of smooth rides. The king of comfort. Exactly. And the fact that I'm comparing this Lucid Air to a Bentley, which is right on par with a Phantom, that's saying a lot. And with as quickly and as effortlessly I was able to get, able to, get to speed in this thing, I was like completely blown away. What is the ride quality out of a Model S? Not trying to compare it, but I'm just curious to know because you've driven in that Honestly, pretty damn good. Yeah? It's, okay, cool. It's, it's a pretty comfortable car. Mm -hmm. Like, you could definitely road trip in it mm -hmm. and go 130 in it, and it just feels like it's just butter. Almost. Sure, there, you just don't have the range of the Well, a lot of that comes with weight of vehicle. Of course. Because you obviously have better suspension on vehicles with heavier weights, so it yeah. just it just sits through everything. Mm -hmm. and um, Takes bumps really nicely. Yeah, it was honestly, they're enjoyable to drive in that sense. Like, mm -hmm. I could fall asleep with my buddies all day long and have no issues with it, front yeah. seat or back seat. So, yeah. I can see the appeal of the vehicles that way, for sure. Okay. The One interesting thing that I did ask was whether or not... Um, uh, the Lucid comes with any type of autopilot feature and I was told it does not. I'm happy to know that. Agreed. Because the one thing that I got the understanding from uh, Garrett and I told him this flat out and I hope he takes this as a compliment. When I was driving that Lucid Air, I definitely got the vibe that the people who built that car really enjoyed the motoring aspect of cars like the driving aspect which is something that you and i are all about anybody who listens to tormenting tarmac knows it's about the driving not necessarily the cars like do we love the cars of course we do but the activity of driving is what really gets our blood going you know that's why when you guys as photographers take the rollers that's why i'm like oh that's the money shot right there yep. you know what i mean like you take these epic shots that I'm just like, oh, that's chef's kiss. Shout out to Automotive Alex because her rollers are ridiculous. By the way, the rollers that she took of the Wyra that was here at yeah. Echelon, I know you were a part of that shoot. You yeah. were helping her out. Sublime. Alex, if you listen to this episode, I, I will reiterate this again. It's probably the best set of rollers you've ever shot and you've shot some epic set of rollers. Um, but that's the reason why I'm so enamored by that, that activity shot, right? And when I was driving this air, dude, I got the vibe of like, yo, the people that are building this, like, they enjoy driving. Yep. And I'm not 100% certain that the Tesla engineers have the same 
concept or the same idea? Some do, in yeah. particular when it comes to Model 3 performance. That's also because of the size, because it's like, oh, well, it's rival to a Model, uh, excuse me, to a BMW 3 Series and yeah. whatnot. So, of course, they're going to go for that. But just because something is the size doesn't necessarily mean that that's the activity it's going to shine out best, if that yeah. makes sense. I mean, it's difficult for me to chime into this conversation because I've been blessed in my career of craziness. Yeah. It just keeps flowing. I've driven, like, driver's cars, and it's so hard to compare those two vehicles mm -hmm. To a driver's car because you really lack once you start taking it through the turns. Like you, re you really start to feel the weight of both of these vehicles when you're turning them. Like you really do. It's it's amazing. Sure. Insanely amazing how they can get these things to go zero to sixty in the times they do. But what a lot of people aren't understanding is it's not going to give you the same feel as driving a slow car fast. Of course. So that's that's my biggest thing because bro, like I mean you know when we were in the Viper and we were sending, sending these turns in this Dodge that no one knew could be made and you're just like how the hell is this thing eating what i'm throwing at it that's where you lose the electric cars right that's where it's like okay yeah like going straight fast is cool taking a turn that same speed is way cooler so here's where i think now that we're starting to that car manufacturers are starting to go ahead and perfect the concept of what is the electric car and if they're going to start to take away these petrol engine cars, I mean, they're all starting to ready to take them away in Europe. You know, we already know what the timelines are for that. We haven't heard anything in all of the United States. We've heard California. And that, I've got a feeling that's, a, that's going to get pushed back too. And again, we've stated this before, and I think most, if not all, car enthusiasts can agree. There is a perfect world, a perfect semblance that we can live with both. We can, because... This is the cleanest that petrol cars have been in their entire existence, dude. I mean, even this Bronco that we have behind us, yeah, it might get like 14 to the gallon, but it's at least not polluting like crazy because it's not letting out horrible it emissions it out It yields to all the emission laws. Exactly. So. You know, Z06 Corvette is going to be bananas. It's still doing everything that the United States government is asking it to do. Yep. GT3s. Huracans, uh, the, uh, the Aventador hybrid, or excuse me, the V12 hybrid from Lambo that's coming as the replacement for the Aventador. Like, all these cars are hitting the emissions goals. We are able to go ahead and have both. both. We, we, we can live in a world that exists, that coexists. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just, I mean, I totally agree. Like, yeah. I, people love electric cars. That's awesome. Like, that's I, great. I like, I listen, I'll tell you this right now. I love this experience and there's more to it that I want to go ahead and talk about. And there's also some things that I, that I promised I was going to go ahead and be honest about and I'm going to get to. And it really came to when it, the interior because honestly the driving experience for what it was, was, was really great. Yeah. You talked about how like it's tough, you know, for a car that's 6,000 plus pounds to be able to handle. I will tell you that at pace, the air's steering gets weighty. It does. It does. And I was really surprised. I was like, oh, wow. I thought it was going to go ahead and be loose yeah. and stuff like that. And I was like, no. It, it really hunkers down, in particular when you're going in for the sweepers. I don't know about tight stuff. Like, yeah. of course, tight stuff, 800 horsepower, 6,000 pounds, like, that shit's not going to work. No. <laughs> but, like, you take them into, like, the canyons that we have out here, into, like, the, the long desert sweepers that we have. That thing will rule. It really will. It'll be hard to keep up with. Like, let's say I had the air again and you went ahead and took, 
I don't think the ACR is that. That's not a fair comparison at all. At all, <laughs> you can't because that's, that's kind of like all. a you know what I mean. But like, that has arrow. It's so. got arrow, right? But let's go ahead and use. Let's use a base nine eleven. You could use the Corvette too, either either or, like similar. Sure, like I, I'm gonna say we'll use a base nine eleven carrier or a base C eight. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it's gonna have a tough. T- let, let's let's do the other way. Let's say the Lucid is what's chasing the C eight or the nine eleven Carrera. I'm not gonna say it's neck and neck, but I will tell you that I honestly think that the, depending on the driver, they'll be they'll they'll be on their ass like white on rice. Yeah. I really do believe that. Because the driving dynamic, and I'm not a car journalist, Cody's not a car journalist. We're just enthusiasts who happen to really love the act of driving, right? Yep. So because of that, we drive a lot. Like, what? how many miles would you say you drive a year? A year? Yeah. At least 20,000. That's a lot. At least 20,000. And I've gone on record saying that I have driven 30,000 miles. That's not even including my own car. If I include other cars, as I've been... Delivery driver, as a you know, for Amazon and stuff like that, I've put in closer to forty thousand yep. a year. That's an insane amount of driving. So I think I have some type of understanding of how driving dynamics should work, in particular to sportier cars. And the fact that this Lucid Air was able to go ahead and do a lot of those things, I was like blown away, dude. I was like, yo, this doesn't make sense that this car is doing the things that I'm asking it to do. It wasn't like driving a video game. It just felt like I was driving a really big, sporty car. Yep. It's A lot of that comes from the power. 100%. It's like being J.J. Watt and trying to do Michael Jackson type dance moves. Yep. That's exactly how I felt. Not necessarily the best example because... You could look at Michael Jackson however the hell you want. Yeah. That's not the point. The point is J.J. Watt doing really acrobatic stuff. Yep. That was the Lucid Air. It was incredible. The launch on this car, I took it out to a place where I could do a launch. The Lucid Air GT does a 0 to 60 in a tick under 3.5 seconds. That doesn't seem very fast in 2022 standards, but it's extremely fast when you're talking about a 6,000 pound electric car, right? And also considering that the Lucid Air Dream and the Lucid Air Sapphire does zero to 60 deep into the low twos. And also the Model S Plaid, I think does a one nine yeah. on a prep surface. Prep surface 2.9 or 2.3 on 2.3, like yeah. a regular surface. We've, we've done a two two, so. You've done a two two. Yeah. So that's fast and yeah. three and a half is fast, I think. I think a, a six-speed manual 992 GT3 will go ahead and rip off a three-and-a-half-second zero, three zero-to-sixty, right? Yeah, so we're talking quick. C8Z06s are ripping off deep into the twos. Regular C8s are ripping high twos. It doesn't make any sense. I've done, I did that. First of all, you don't even have to press a button. All you have to go ahead and do is literally put your left foot on the brake as hard as humanly possible and then put your foot on the gas as hard as humanly possible. There's a little blue bear pops up on your left hand of your screen telling you launch, I think it's either like launch mode activated or something like that. And at that moment in time, you just release the, the brake and you're off to the races. So we went there, there was a bit of dirt um, in the street. So I got a smidge of tire spin to the point where I could feel it. And I was like, huh, it's skipping. And then it no longer skipped. Poof! Yep. Gone, dude. Gone. So earlier in the drive, Garrett tells me, Jorge, I want you to try and not to use the brake that often because the regen is so good. Okay. So I was already used to it at this point. 
This was the one time in the drive he told me, Jorge, whatever you do, you hit those brakes as hard as humanly possible when you're done. I was like, you got it, man. No need to tell me twice. I saw, so I went, I did the zero to 60 launch. Again, Mexico people, 70 and I got off the brake or got off the gas, hit the brakes as soon as I possibly could. And I was like, wow. My heart was beating with how quickly that car got up to speed. Again, I know three and a half seconds isn't that fast. I fully understand. And, and 2022 times. Yeah, it's a relative thing. It's, it's a very <laughs> fa- a fast. It's fast, fast regardless of whatever you do. It's easily the fastest I've ever gotten up to 60 miles an hour in yeah. my life 100%. by myself. Yeah. So the fact that this car did that, I was like, yo, this is bananas. And you said, going back to this earlier, that some of these people shouldn't be allowed to go ahead and drive something this quickly. The Lucid Air, dude, I never at one point got the vibe of I was scared shitless when I was driving. Yeah. It was a very, like, manageable, controllable thing. I don't know if it had to do with the weight. I don't know if it had to do with the all-wheel drive. I don't know what it was. But I definitely got this vibe of, like, okay, a 70-year-old can go ahead and buy this who's not even an automotive enthusiast. They just want a really nice, luxurious electric car, and they're gonna feel fine because you really have to put your foot all the way down in order for this thing to go ahead and fully accelerate it. Yeah. Because if even if you go ahead and give it the ten percent throttle, you know how like some just like jump out at you. Yeah. The Lucid is very there's a there there's very fluid. There's a nice fluidity to this car where it just it does exactly how it does things exactly how you would like for it to do. Yeah. That's really interesting, but then not necessarily surprising when you're dealing with a luxury sedan. Yeah. It's not a sports car, but this is a sporty luxury sedan. When you, when you were driving them out around in the Model S, I know that you said that the ride was really nicely. Do you get that exact same vibe, or is it a little bit, is it a little bit too like grabby? It's, I mean, it's definitely a little more grabby. Mm-hmm. I think Tesla designed it like that purposefully because like that's Tesla's gimmick is, oh yeah, that's really fast. Sure, like, yeah. That's their thing, but. What do they call their, their thing when it goes into a? Uh, ludicrous mode. Ludicrous mode, yeah. yeah. And then there's also like a cheetah stance, right? Yeah, cheetah mode. Cheetah mode. So, cheetah yeah. sprint, I don't, I don't know what it is. All I know is it's ridiculously fast and the normal consumer should not be allowed to purchase a vehicle that can do yeah. zero to 60 on the road out in front of my shop in 2.2 seconds. Exactly. So, By the way, I believe that Sprint is the actual sporty mode for Lucid. Thank you for saying yeah. that. I'm pretty sure it's Sprint. So it goes Comfort, Swift, Sprint. Gotcha. And it even has a checkered flag when you go ahead too. It's yeah. very cool. Little things. It's the little things. That was the thing. I was I rode in the front seat and then I rode in the back seat. And even in the back seat, I was very comfy. You get a very interesting feeling when you're sitting in that car, Cody. And I, I think you mentioned you, you may have felt this too. You almost kind of feel a little bit more leaned back in a way. Yeah, Did you get that sensation? Yeah, it's meant for comfort. It That's is the whole point of it, which right. is nice. It but is. The Tesla has n- none of that <laughs> at all. Right. So, but here's the one thing, and this is where I'm going to go ahead and come across speaking negative. And this is my thoughts of how this car is set up, not of lucid in and of itself. Um. The the sill, the door sill, you really have to go ahead and get your legs hung over that thing in order to get into this. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I get that you're going for the sports car dynamic, but this is not a sports car. It's meant to be easy. It's supposed to be very easy. Yep. Um, that was one thing that I did not necessarily enjoy. I was like, if you, 
me even being 33, I'm not old by any stretch of the imagination, but like when I'm getting in a car, perfect example, again, we're going, we're going to go ahead and talk about this Phantom right over here and talking about like just regular sedans in general, you know, this might be like a bougie example, but it's an example nonetheless. Yeah. When you get in, you sit down, you just sit down. It's easy. It's easy. It's perfectly positioned is what it is. Perfect. It's meant for what it was made for. Which is comfort. Yep. My Kia Sorento is very easy to get into. The only reason I had issues getting into it is because I'm getting fat and my jeans are too tight today. Now, and I didn't have my shorts washed, so I had to wear jeans, and plus it's getting nippy outside. Yep. You know, I'm a little bit of a bitch when it comes to cold weather. I know some of you guys listen to us up in Michigan, hearing me it's complain about cold. 50 degrees in Arizona. Leave me alone. I'm a desert rat. That's listen, what I do. It's cold. It's cold, damn it. <laughs> it's as cold as November we've had in a long time. Leave us alone. Um, but the whole thing is comfort, right? That was weird. The other thing is, and I'm gonna be completely honest, I smacked the back of my head when I got in the back of this car. Yep. And the Lucid. You have to do one of these. You really have to kind of, cause it's got the GT slope, right? Yep. You know, it's like the, uh, is it the X? Which of the X, uh, uh, the BMW X sedans has the, um, is it the X, the, the, is it the even numbered ones? I can't remember fully, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about when they look when they do that. Yeah, like the Cayenne Turbo has that full like slope thing. Yep. The Grand Coupe in the in the BMWs. The GLEs. The GLEs. They're, they 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 say that they try to make it sporty and stuff like that. Like from Stop. a di from a from a look wise thing, yeah, it's cool. When you're getting in the back of the car, the fact that I have to duck my head again. I know it sounds like oh well, it's a simple just duck your head. That's not, not what I'm thinking. That's not necessarily what I'm thinking when I'm getting in this car. So if I'm going to go ahead and, and like, let's say you were driving someone, because the Lucid Air can be looked at from two different angles. It can be looked at as a driving sedan that you want to go ahead and drive and be your daily, or if you are high level executive and this is what you want your driver to be driving you around in, and you want to be using an electric car. Okay, cool. So you and your wife are going to be driven by your chauffeur. Every single time that you're getting in the car, you have to go and remind yourself, duck your head. Yeah. That's annoying as hell. I especially... duck my head getting into an SVJ, not an S-Class. Correct. Or a BMW i8. Yep. When you can go ahead and smack the top of your head when the do off the butterfly door. Yep. Four GTs. Four GTs. You duck your head. Don't exactly. duck my head in the car that I want to get into to go to the store. That's exactly correct. That's what is missed. Yeah. And so that was a little bit annoying. The other thing was when you go ahead and sit down in the back seat, again, you kind of get the, the, the reclining factor, which is perfectly fine. Again, super comfortable. But also because you're so low on the floor because obviously the battery pack is right right, right under you, it, it was a weird sensation because like my knees were way higher up than I wanted them to be. Again, it's not an F1 car. It's not an F1 car. It, it's just, it's weird. And I know, I don't want this to come across like, I'm, you know, nagging, but I said I was going to be honest and it was my responsibility to say what I really do think about this car. Like these were things that I was noticing in a $150,000 driving experience. Yeah. Is that going to go ahead and stop me from saying I love this car? Absolutely not, but I'm going to be honest about it. And so that was a weird thing. Like, yeah, but the plus side is you have to be so nitpicky to even notice those little things. Yeah. To where it's like they did a great job. Let's I, exactly. Real. Like you're, you're nitpicking at that point just so you tune. have something to say. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. You know, because I'm not, I'm not a journalist, but I am trying to go ahead and approach it from a journalistic viewpoint. Yep. Right. And if I, people are going to ask me at some point, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? If they, if you don't want to ask me about this experience, then you don't have to. But I'm going to tell you, if at least I have the knowledge, 
if you're looking to get into this car, hey, just be weary of these things. Yep. The trunk was interesting. The trunk was incredibly wide. Did you see the trunk? Yep. Okay. Huge. Huge. But it also kind of doesn't open. Um, or how, it's it's not a hatch. It's no. it's a full-on trunk, and it's weirdly positioned in a way. Very. So if you're gonna go ahead and put luggage back there, right? You sometimes can go ahead, like sometimes you want to, especially if you have heavy luggage, you want to go ahead and lift it all the way up and just like drop it in. Yep. You can't do that in this car. You have to go ahead and like bring it up like halfway and then put it and then slide it you in. You just slide it. It's very, and it's very weird. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. to shove it in. Yeah. Or else it'll hit. It, it'll definitely hit. You'll yep. go ahead and bang your trunk and stuff like that. And that felt awkward, but doable. Like it was fine. It's one of those nitpicky things. Exactly. You can do it. It's just. Be aware of it. It could be better. Correct. But it's not a, I'm not buying this car because of factor. That's it's exactly a, correct. I'm being obnoxious just to point out a flaw that's not really that big of a deal. Exactly. Now, the wheels on that car, homie, straight fire. Yeah, what a w. cool design. Yeah. I looked at them and the first thing that I said over to the sales manager, I said, Garrett, you know what I get? The vibe, like I already got the vibe of like the fighter jet feel when I was in the front seat. I get like turbine vibes out of these wheels. Just a cool, like... Like just cool design. A lot of spokes is in right now. Yeah. Add more. Add more, but they actually make it look good. Yep. You know, because there are some that. Uh, I mean, look at this. It rolls behind us. That's a lot of spokes. It's a lot of spokes. That's a lot of spokes. Um, it looks cool, but it's not. It doesn't have the angle. It doesn't have the turbo look. It's just not. It's just. It's just a lot. Yep. You know, it, it, the phrase, the statement has always been quality over quantity. Yep. So if you have a lot of spokes, you have to go ahead and do something with it. Lucid did something with those spokes, made it really nice. Just yep. a cool design. It is a 20, I think it's a 21s that were on it. And that's a perfectly sized, good wheel for that respective car. Especially for what you're trying to get at. Exactly. It, because it's a big car. I'm pretty sure the air is smaller than the Phantom by, by quite a bit. Yeah, it should be. It definitely, should be. Definitely not as long. Exactly. Is this an extended wheelbase? This is not. No? Okay. No. But I think it might be the same size as a Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a, is a I, I, don't, I think people get lost in the fact that because the Ghost is smaller than the Phantom, it's a small car. The Ghost is enormous. It's a huge old. Yeah. Rolls Royce is huge. It's Big, just period. Massive. It's yeah. just a massive, you know, plot of humanity. It's it's taking up a lot of real estate right over here in the Echelon show. Size bed. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, it was really nice. I went overhead and then took a look at the front end of the car, like you said, and I was I saw the lucid light up. I was like, "Oh, that's bitching." Little things. Yeah, it's the little things. And then you open up the fr the the frunk. It's perfectly positioned to like maybe per per you know thin things in there. Let's say you're a pizza delivery driver. If you're a pizza delivery driver who owns a Lucid Air, shout out to you. Like, <laughs> right? But like honestly, you could go ahead and put like a couple of pizzas in there, no problem, and it'll keep them warm because like. Batteries right yep. underneath. It's great. But also, like putting in like your suit or something like that. Like let's say you're taking it, you're going to a wedding. Yeah. You know, going from here, LA, it's a six hour drive. You go ahead and just, instead of you going ahead and hanging up in the back seat, you just go ahead and lay it flat in the front. That's perfect. And that's exactly what it was meant for. Like, 100%. You know, and I really like that. So those details I was really able to enjoy. And I think that overall, as a concept, as a car, Dog, I enjoyed the hell out of yeah, it. Yeah, good car. Yeah, and it wasn't just because they offered me to drive. Like I just, you just actually enjoyed it. I did. Yeah. It was per. It was like if you're looking, if you're looking at a hundred fifty thousand dollars drive uh, car, and you want something electric, 
that is an option you should absolutely be looking at. Um, I would agree. You know, and so thank you to the Lucid store here in Scottsdale and to Garrett for setting that up for me. I, I, I am forever grateful and I hope I can go ahead and work with you guys again in the future um, and whatnot. And I wish you guys the best. Here's what I learned. Casa Grande is one of gonna, is going to be one of the major facilities where they are building these cars. Cool. Which I was like, and I talked about this earlier on the um, episode with Tiffany. Shout out to Leadfoot ladies. That Arizona is starting to become this enormous hub for car culture once more. And you and I talked about that. When you hear stuff like that, Cody, does that what kind of pride do you get living out here? Like, I mean, it excites me. Right. Because the more stuff that's in the now and happening in Arizona, the more people will come, the more cars will start showing up, the bigger the week of Barrett-Jackson will be. Arizona yeah. Car Week will be way more important. Like, it just brings these people to Arizona that might not have had a reason to, sure. to now do it. I mean, look at Reebok, who knows? They'd be like, oh, Arizona's hot. We can test our cars out there. Let's put a factory out there. You never know. GM's got a proving ground out in Yuma. Yep. That's where the, and, and Kingman has a proving ground. I think it's Hyundai's Volkswagen. out there. Volkswagen, we get the Chirons out here proving ground. Like the GTRs and the Z's uh, test out over in Maricopa on yep. the south end of Phoenix at the Nissan proving grounds. Like it may Arizona's, be hell in the summer, but we got the cars in the summer. Exactly, you have air conditioning. Thank yep. God for that. Amen. And so like, because of that, like I'm really excited for the future of this company. And it got me like interested more in electric vehicles yeah which is perfectly fine that you it is absolutely acceptable if you are able to enjoy a petrol engine car and an electric car yeah. you can enjoy them both you can't you don't have to hate one or hate the other no my, but, i mean my good buddy that has the plaid he drives an f8 as hell well. yeah so it's like he's got his fix in both realms exactly he gets out of his plaid and he's like my f8 slower but it's just when i want what yeah. i want i get in that ferrari Exactly. And I beat that car and it's everything that I want the Tesla doesn't give me. Exactly. Ron has worked on one of the projects over with GM. It's an electric it's an electric car and I'm super proud of him on that. He 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 worked on one of the newest products that just came out because it's already out so I can go ahead and say what it is, the Trailblazer EV. Um, super good looking truck by the way. He worked on that and he is very proud of it and he loves it. And at the same time, he's got a 94 C4 at his house. He's rebuilding a 69 vet. Like, you again, you can love both. It's absolutely, it's absolutely possible. And the interesting thing was, again, a lot of these engineers that are working on these Lucid Airs, they're driving their own, you know, probably petrol engine cars in order to go ahead and figure out what the driving dynamics are yeah. to go ahead and put it into this Lucid. So. Overall, I think it's a win-win, um, and I hope that we can live in a world where it's conjoined, like yeah. in a hybrid world. As long as course. egos don't come into play, it'll be fine. I agree. If that's all it takes. Yeah, you it's hear that, Elon? <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, yeah, I'm long, just kidding. As long as egos don't come into play, it shouldn't yeah. be an issue at all. Like, right. I mean, look at the Holy Trinity. They all were hybrid. They are. And that was 10 years ago. I know. So it's okay to have both. Yeah. It should be okay to have both. Right. Like there's, there's nothing wrong with having a Tesla in your garage and having an F8 in the other garage. It's, sure. Like it's okay. It's also no, nothing wrong with having a Viper, Viper SCR Extreme. Can we talk about that for one second? Can we tell the people like, like 
like really just for a second. Like, how, how was your experience in the Viper? That's what I want to know. How, how, how did you feel getting out of the Viper after? Getting out of Viper? <laughs> getting, First of all, getting I Getting in and getting out of a sure. Viper. Okay, well, here's the thing. I don't think I've ever gotten into a Viper before. Pretty sure that was my first really ever experience. It was my first ever driving experience, <laughs> or riding experience, I should say. Cody yeah. drove. Um, that, that sucker is tight. Like, it is tight. Yep. <laughs> Cody and I got very close very quickly. As sure if we did. As if we weren't homies already. Yep. But, like, that car, that door, that, that door, like, right up in my arm. Hugs you. And so I was you like, can't wow, move. okay, we're really tucked in here for life. Yep. The acceleration on that was very similar to the Lucid, but with noise and with tire squeal and everything that was happening. And then, your shifting skills were ace, mind you. Um, like, feeling all those sensations, I was like, boy, howdy. If you were driving in an air, you don't get that. No. Nope. At all. No. Like, just, and the aromas, like, and then the lumpiness of that V10, that lumpy. Okay, let me tell you right now. Muscle V10 is it's, what that is. It's a, it, the V10 in a Viper is very, very different to that of a Huracan Inari. <laughs> it is not even close. Not completely even close. Different car. It's a completely different car. And it's it's like this lump that is like terrifying. Yep. But it's not like overt. Like it's loud. When it at pace though, you're like, holy. Like the, the Lord just opened up the heavens and said, thunder. Yep. It's a gate. It's the, honestly, that's what it felt like. And okay. The brakes on the lucid air were pretty dope. The brakes on an ACR Viper <laughs> are going to rip your freaking face off. Yeah, they do that. They really do. <laughs> um, like you hit the brakes several times and I was like, ah! yeah, I, you, you should wear a harness in a, in a Dodge should have given harnesses harness from stock. For sure. Like, put, them behind, not, put them behind the seat. We'll put, put them, them behind the seat. Just give the while. option. Like, still have the seatbelt, yep. but give the option for harnesses. Yep. Because they probably, they, you, you need them. Yeah. Big time. Those brakes are no joke. Yeah. I mean, that, that car is, I'm lucky because I've got almost 5,000 miles in that car. That's insane. So... I know that car. By the way, can I just say, Fuel Run, thank you for resharing my thing. And if you could follow me on Instagram and listen to our podcast, we'd greatly appreciate it. Carry on. Yeah. I mean, I've been blessed to like, there's been a couple of Vipers in my life and like accumulated miles. I've had quite the share of miles. And that car alone, I've had a lot of miles. For someone who doesn't rally in that car? car alone. Yeah. And it's not an easy car. No. Like, by any means. You really, you can't get into an ACR and just drive it. Absolutely. Like, it's weird shifting. It's hard braking. That car doesn't like to go slow. No. That car doesn't like to not go. Like it's just crazy. It just wherever you want to put that car, you have to put that car. Absolutely. And if you don't put it there hard, it won't like it. The one thing that I that I noticed was you. It feels. It actually got quicker the more you went through the gears. Yep. And it's interesting because like there's, with a lot of the turbo sports and supercars, there's a statement that it's like tur uh, boost by gear, yep. which is weird because there's no boost in here. It's just straight up naturally natural aspiration. Yeah. And like you would get up in this, you, you, you smashed it in first. And we were like, oh, oh hell, <laughs> yeah, you know, right? And Hold then, on because second comes faster. Exactly. Well, second hit, so you, you shifted in the second and I was like, 
no way did that just fucking pick up. Excuse my language, but like, no way did we just go ahead and pick up more speed yeah. on this shift. Then you hit third, and I was like, oh, and I was time to break. It's it was time to break, and then I would see the. I love. I've always loved this about the Vipers, and now it's so cool because now since it's the um, the the screen the the digital tack. Yep. Um, the Viper pulls up, like shows up upon red line. Yeah, the snake says shift now. Shift now. And like, I, I, I'd only seen that on, 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 uh, car videos. Yeah. I'd never seen it in person. It's a different thing. And it's, uh, you see that and I was like, yo, fuck, shift, bro, yeah. shift, shift, shift. Yeah. And you, when you say that that car needs to be shifted, like you, you have to muscle that sucker. Yeah. I, First of all, it wasn't my car. So I never had at any point the moment of wanting to ask, yo, can I drive? Yeah. But even if you would have said, yo, Jorge, do you want to drive? That's a car that I need like some time to get used to before I even considered yeah. saying, I'm going to go ahead and take this out for a spin on my 100%. Car. Especially like, I mean, let's be real, I was driving it. You were driving the hell out of it. You that drove car. the snot out of it. The first time, shout out Tyler Air 500 on Instagram. You're, you know who you are to me and you know how much I appreciate you. The day he bought that car, it's a funny story. He, I texted him. I said, hey, you should look at ACRs. I think it's a great value car. Right. The day after. I shit you not. The day after he sends me a picture of this Viper ACR. He's like, hey, I got one. <laughs> and I was like, dude, are you shitting me? And uh, it, from then on, he was like, yeah, man, you got to drive it. Like, I know this is your favorite car in the whole world. And like, I drove it and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then he gave me the opportunity to drive it on a rally. And then from there on, it was just sealed the deal. That'll be my first supercar. I will own that vehicle first. Right. And then you get really comfortable, like I like driving you around. Like I can hop in that car and I can I can drive that car. We we, we did a couple of bananas things. Uh, I don't I don't know if if uh, I don't want to go ahead and get any. Let's just say again, I can't stress this enough. Cody can drive, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, thank you. I take pride in that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been on a few tracks and yeah. done some cool stuff. Thankfully, that. Yeah. If you can't handle that car, that car will handle you. Oh, it, that's, it'll, it'll, it, that's the car that'll eat you up and spit you, uh, spit you out alive. It really I mean, will. it gets loose. And if you don't know how to handle a car getting loose, like a 720 or a 765, You're going into you a will crash that car. I know. You will crash that car. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I noticed was when we were pulling out of the parking lot, um, it's so low to the ground, yes, but like that's – there's stiff suspensions, and then there's that thing. You feel a, you'll feel a pebble on a on a perfectly flat surface. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So we went over. So because you guys have the gate over here yep. at Echelon, and you we would go over the bump, and I was like, I felt that right in my butthole, bro. Like yep. I was like, damn. Like, I was like, that's that's gnarly. Yeah. Um, it, it's not for the weary. It's it's really not. And I and I honestly, that's for all Vipers. But then you get into ACR. And you're like you're slammed into the floor. You're at the stiffest setting any car can be at. Exactly. Just, it's that car moves like this. You know what I'm saying? The viewers obviously, or the listeners obviously, don't get to see this representation. But that car has no body roll. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing. Yeah. You turn that whole car goes like this. Right. It's, you like, if you look at it, this is as cheesy as it all can be. But if you look at a snake going across the ground, that is exactly how a viper will turn. Right. And it's disgusting. That car is nuts and the faster you go the, the more you feel the back end get lowered because uh -huh. that wing that's the size of a table is just pulling you to the floor and yeah i, I wish everyone could experience a viper that doesn't like american cars i hear you i hear which is such a shame yep it's such a shame 
you, you talk about body roll. The air does have really nice body roll. It's very controllable yeah. and whatnot. And you, you mentioned the fact that at no point at all did you ever feel that the Viper ever loses like steam upon acceleration. Yeah. I'm happy to tell you that neither at least neither does the air. So it just keeps going. It, it, honestly, I would say the, the plaid does too. It just like which is crazy. I'm going hundred. Why is this not slowing down? So it's it, it's crazy because I think that for a while electric cars that was the thing. Like and you would get into like a hundred miles an hour and it would start to die off. Again, yep. I didn't get deep into a hundreds because I physically could not. But it was pulling at 85 when it hit the limiter. Yeah. And, I, and it just bucked because it, that's the software. Yep. But I was like, oh, wow, this car wants to keep going and it yeah. physically can't. Um, and so that's really impressive in its, of itself that electric car companies, in particular Lucid and, of course, now Tesla, they figured out how to go ahead and continue to put that power down. Yep. Boy, do they know how to put that power down. Yep. But then also, like, it keeps pulling and it'll keep pulling and it'll keep pulling until 155 it'll keep pulling until 160 in a model s plat uh, what's the top no actually i don't know what the top speed on i think, I think, I think i'm gonna find out i don't think i need to i don't think i would want to because the brakes aren't going to be able to stop you in time there's cars i found the top speed on and i don't think i want to add a tesla to that list <laughs> honestly i hear that i i, I hear that so th that's what was really impressive to me but back to the viper the Viper pulls and pulls and pulls, and you're like, when is this? Okay. If you're going, and in Mexico that car has been going before. Of course. That car will keep going. Sure. And it does. it's just crazy. I, that car is super hard to explain. It's such a – if you're a driver, get into an ACR. Because I've done, I've done a track day in a 765 LT. I've done a track day in a GT3 RS. I've done a track day in quite a few cars. And I've been blessed with a lot of things, but I will tell you right now, the most fun track day was the one I just did in ACR. Because there's nothing like doing a track day with a manual gearbox and a lot of power. Yeah. And, and a crazy amount of downforce. The grip on that is insane. That was the thing about that car. Yeah. When we went for it, like, it, I thought we were going to get loose and it hooked right back up. And I was yep. like, oh no, yeah. oh no, <laughs> we're gone again. Yep. It was like, you know... Yeah, I mean, we were coming around that one corner and it, yeah. got, and it kicked out a little bit. It did. I do, let me tell you something right now. I shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, oh no, wait, Cody. Like in my head, I was like, Cody lost it, Cody lost it, Cody lost it. And then you didn't. And we, oh, got, we, just, and we went. I was like, oh, sweet Lord. You, <laughs> my heart rate was at the highest it's been for a long time at yeah. that point in time. And you caught it. But the car also helped out too because yeah. those like well, not a lot of people know like yeah. really know how to handle that situation. Like the vet has enough power to where you can learn how to do that. But that car sits on three twenty fives, uh -huh. so you just give it a little more gas and turn in. That car will hook right back up and go exactly where you want it to go. Exactly. It's, it's from a fundamental driver. If you've done any sort of training at all whatsoever, the Viper will be a great car for you. Yes, because it, it really does exactly what you're trained to do in a in a race car. Mm -hmm. So it's it's just a, I mean it's fine that it gets six miles to the gallon when I drive it because I don't care I don't care I'll spend I'll gladly spend a hundred dollars a day on gas if you if you even if you don't drive it hard if you drive it if you drive it like a you know like it's not supposed to be driven you're still gonna actually get shitty grass mileage eight, unfortunately eight and a half eight and a half is like, the average uh, that's insane yep that is an insanely low I think the one of the lowest. I've ever read 
was an LP640 yeah. stick. And I think it got like six and a like six. Yeah. I mean, you can push a little more out of the Viper. Like when we were doing the rally, we were cruising in sixth gear going like triple digit speeds that aren't super crazy because we were in Mexico mm-hmm. on this really cool rally. And um, you can get better gas mileage, but I filled up four times getting to California. What's the fuel tank size of that thing? I want to say it's like 12, 12 gallons or 14 <laughs> gallons. I, I don't remember exactly. I'd have to look. I when I I don't ever look. Sure. I'm going to be honest. I don't really care because I know I'm, I'm in a cool car. So the last thing I'm thinking about is how many gallons are in the tank. Yeah. But whatever it is, 12, 14, 16, whatever's in it, it goes away really fast. It does. <laughs> so. It's, it, you know, they, the, the people always say it drinks with two straws. A Viper probably drinks with four. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because I was on this rally with the owner, Tyler. He's got an SBJ as well. And he's like, bro, you got to stop for gas again. And I'm like, dude, you told me to drive this. Like, yes, you got to stop for gas he's again. He's saying that, knowing that the SBJ the low-key SBJ. SBJ. Like, yeah. I said, bro, I know you need gas soon. Just put gas in the car. Like, Just, uh, okay, I'm getting six. Great. You're getting seven and a half. Yeah, don't even come talk to me, bro. Yeah, don't talk shit, bro. <laughs> I know exactly what the hell your car is getting to, especially the way we were driving. Exactly. So let's not start that. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's just a blast of a car. I mean, a lot of it definitely has to do with the aero. That car literally is just like a negative force of nature. Like you're sure. just straight to the floor. You can you can literally go through traffic like it's nothing. That car is nuts. That car yeah. shouldn't be on the road. That car is at home on a track. Exactly. I'm happy to say that that two week span from when I went to Lucid and I drove that car, and then came over here with you and recorded the episode and went out on the ACR. And then a few days after that, I went and had and hung out with top with Alex from Topless Targa, and we drove around in his '77 SC Targa. That was one of the better weeks I've ever had in cars yeah. in my life. <laughs> like I was talk about. I had a friend of mine once that when we did the episode for Dupont Registry, he's like, "You went pretty bougie, but it was awesome." That was nothing. <laughs> like that week of me doing the shit that I did, I was yeah. like, this is the bougiest car week I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. And I'm sure that it'll probably get better at it some point, better, which is 100%. insane. Yeah, By the way, if anybody wants, anybody who's listening, if I can experience your cars, I'll even take a ride. Like if you don't trust me driving, that's fine. I'm a good driver, but I can understand if some people, you know, they'd rather not have me drive and stuff yep. like that, but they're willing to give a ride. Hell yeah, I'll take it. Never say no. Never. No, I'll be Never happy say to go no. ahead. And, yep. like, yeah, if, if Nick, Nick Kingsley, if you're listening to this podcast, I want to ride in that RX-7, Nick, bro. give him a damn ride. Let's Trust do me. this, man. Let's he's make a, this happen. He's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Nick. Nick no, is he's, awesome. he's the best. He's, he, he's the coolest. And um, I think I think that's good, man. I think, I think that's an episode right there. Um, thank you so much for having me back down here. I'm, I'm, we talked about this. Thanks for coming by. Anytime, dude. I'm, I'm mad that I missed out on the 10-year anniversary party. I'm pissed. Look, all I'm saying is I've gotten a lot of responses saying that was the best car event of the year. In That's Arizona, cool. In Arizona. That's cool. From people like Alex. And to me, it means a lot because it was the first event that I got to like almost have free reign over. My bosses took care of the bar and the food, and they were like – you do the rest mm-hmm. and dude a hit is an understatement yeah like i was oh god i'm proud i'm super proud of that event i mean the the wire was here in a wire we had uh, two svjs two SVJs. 50th anniversary events that were we had an rwb wide body colon wide body year it's like one, it's just the 177 that we the had 170 here. yeah yeah shout, Not, shout out to art vandalay yeah, yeah a 177 sitting in the shop yeah. like 
it was just an insane event. And I think everyone had the same feedback where it was like, wow, like do more. And it's like once a year. That's the whole thing. Show up what I say. Trust me. Because yeah. next year is going to be crazier. That's um, – I'm, I'm, I said it before. I'll say it again. Yeah. I will be here. Yeah. That is the plan. Shout out Blake. Suave MCD on Instagram. Thank you so much for bringing your Wyra out. I can't explain. Yeah. Uh, green carbon. Green carbon. Dark carbon. green carbon. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's – that is a color. Best and, and it honestly – Sometimes I'd be like, oh, that's a little bit too much. Not with dark green. That dark green perfect. rules. Peanut butter I, interior. I might be biased because I had I had a dark green car. By the way, I forgot to say this. I want to go ahead and give a quick shout out to Logi Media really quickly, if you don't mind. Yep. My man gave me a dope-ass new logo for now, and he's working on another one for the actual podcast. This one I'm using for the Instagram account. He has listened to our show multiple times, and he said... He's he knows about my affinity for the 300 ZX Z32. Yep. As many people know, that was my first ever sports car. I adore that car to death. And he said, "Hey man, let me make you a logo. Let's go ahead and do it based on the Z32. Just tell me what you want with it." And I was like, "As long as you go ahead and get the aspects of driving, and if you want to use that car, go for it." And what he did was magnificent. And I'm really really appreciative. I love the hyper realism with the graphic design. So. Brendan, when you're listening to this, my brother, you told me to pay it forward. I'm giving you a shout out and I'll continue to give you a shout out. Thank you. That was very kind of you to do that for me and I will forever be grateful. So thank you so much, Delaji. Uh, really super, super talented dude. Phenomenal. Talent. Dude, his, if you haven't seen a set that he just did with that 930 Turbo on his Instagram account, for the love of God, go check that out. Like perfect serious, position. perfect positioning of the vehicle. Everything, yeah. I believe. Shout out soft to, tones. Shout out to to throttled out. Yeah. Um, because I meant to give them a shout out on the last episode with you, but we talked about them outside. Yep. Now, now we're giving you the shout out there, throttled out. So Good we people. appreciate you. Good, great people. Um, but yeah, no, Brendan, you killed it, and thank you so much. But I think we're good, man. We've done an hour and thirteen. Um. It's a shame that there's nothing that we can take out today. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It sure is. No, you know, I'm just maybe, kidding. You know what? The LFA next time could we'll be do something. The, we actually need to do the LFA next time for yep, sure. We'll and see. so we'll make that happen in some way, shape, or form. But Cody, my guy, thank you so much for letting, having me down again. Dude, anytime. Um, and you, you were so kind enough. You literally said, I'll be there, man. Anything for you, my dude. And I was like, well, I'm about to cry now. <laughs> um, so thank you. Um, this episode, I think I'm going to go ahead and drop right after Thanksgiving. So when you're listening, a very happy Thanksgiving to yours and your families. Season's greetings to all. Happy holidays. It's my favorite time of the year. Um, and car, I think the, the car week-ish is going to be kind of slow because it's Thanksgiving, but it's going to pop right back off at the beginning yeah. of December. <laughs> sure will. There's going to be a couple of other shows. I think, I don't know if, I think 4 till 4 is back at it again with some other shenanigans at the beginning of December. Yep. And I will do my best to make it out there. But um, I think that's it. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Cody, where can they go ahead and check you out? Instagram, Twitter, wherever you want. CJN Photography. Awesome. And also check out at Echelon Auto Sports. Yep. Because it is a wonderful facility. Amazing facility. And thank you for, uh, they followed me on Instagram. Yep. Them. That's very kind of them. So thank you. Um, and they literally have so much good shit. Like, if you guys only knew the stuff that I'm staring at right now, we I talked about the Phantom, um, that Escalade V, 
with the pink wrap is still here, which is really, really cool. F8 um, Tributo. Oh my gosh, the most beautiful F8 Tributo I have ever seen in my it is life a is here. Really good spec. Yes, it's an insanely nice spec. Three Uruses we have Uruses. in the building. Yep. Yeah, one of them with is actually a really beautiful pearl white. Yep. With like a baseball leather interior. We've got another one that's silver. Yep. Uh, silver wide body from 1016 Industries. We did that kit. That one's a really cool car too with blue interior. 23s? Uh, 24s. 24s. Big wheels on it. TI. Shout yep. out to TI. That's yep. awesome. And then also a really nice black one that's got the worst Lamborghini wheels I've ever seen in my entire life. But it's got sidewall for days. So it's I'm a, like... It's a good spec car. The very highly spec car. Very highly it's spec those, car. It's just those other Lamborghini wheels. I don't know why they made them. But I think that car is getting wheels. So good. It, that's yeah. probably the reason why they went for it. Yeah. They didn't want to go... Okay. So I forgive them. And again, sidewall. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. And then a couple G-Wags in the building, too. Every time. Gotta love them. Yep, G-Wagons will live here. Yes, that's perfectly fine. But yes, go check out CJ at CJM Photography. Go check out at Echelon at Echelon Autosports. And then, uh, of course, please go check out Tormenting Tarmac on Instagram. That's at Tormenting Tarmac. Um, posting shenanigans as many times as I possibly can. Um, the next episode you'll hear coming from us will hopefully be a Formula One 2022 season review. We just saw Sebastian Vettel retire, and I cried so much. We just saw Danny Rick leave the grid. We just went ahead. I, <laughs> That's I, when I, I cried. Bro, that was when I was crying. Hell, I even cried for Nicholas Latifi, man. Listen, you know who's buddy? That, 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 you know what? Well, that's your buddy because if it wasn't for him, Max Verstappen would have won the world championship last year. Hey, shout, <laughs> shout, shout out, Nicholas Latifi. Hey. And of course, and of course, Mick Schumacher left the grid too. So there's going to be a lot of stuff to go ahead and talk about, and. Uh, but an American joined. Logan Sargent got signed by Williams Racing. He's yep. going to be flanking Alex Albon next year. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, true. Alex Albon's a really great driver. He is a great I think driver. Logan Sargent is going to learn a lot from him, and yep. I think that they're going to be a very strong little duo. Um, probably better than what Russell and Latifi were, just because Latifi brought down. And I like yeah. Latifi. Don't get me wrong, but George was so good, and the disparity between those two was really big. Just too much. And I don't think that Albon and Sargent's disparity is going to be quite that big, but we'll, we'll, it'll be, remain we'll to be seen. Out. Exactly. Um, and, and, I, and of course, Ron is going to be back. I'm my brother from another mother. We were separated at birth, and then our skin tones obviously got changed because Ron is a white boy with a beard, and I am not. Um, but Ron is supposed to be back. He knows that I love him, and I'm very happy to go ahead and have him back on the pod. And uh, it'll be a lot of stuff. But that all being said, that's enough admin. On behalf of Cody, my name is Jorge. Thank you to Lucid for the opportunity. I appreciate it, and I look forward to working with you hopefully again in the future. But this has been Tormenting Tarmac. It's the podcast where the enthusiast never dies. Have a great day, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. See you.